0: Right today is is one of those episodes that I think will be helpful to people it may not be the kind of episode that people search for right and right. but it's one of those topics that we have to talk about yeah and it's very important it's very close to our hearts and sometimes it's like we we money is the topic and sometimes we don't <laughs> It's like we don't want to look at the bank account because I don't want to know what happens there. Ignorance is bliss (laughs) at that
1: point, right? (laughs) And
0: that's, but that goes against wisdom. That goes against sound counsel. It's not the good way to avoid pitfalls. So today we're just going to share some of our experience. We're going to share some stories from some of our listeners and readers, and hopefully we're going to come. We have seven wise principles for making wise. Sorry, that's a redundant. There's lots
1: of wise in there. <laughs> seven lots <principles>, of wisdom. <laughs>
0: seven principles for making wise financial decisions. Anyway, hope you enjoy it. We'll see you on the other side.
1: Welcome to the Fierce Marriage Podcast, where we believe that marriage takes a fierce tenacity that never gives up and refuses to give in.
0: Here we'll share openly and honestly about all things marriage. Sex. Communication. Finances. Priorities.
1: Purpose. And
0: everything in between.
1: Laugh, ponder, and join in on candid, gospel-centered conversations. This is Fierce Marriage. I think it's good that we're talking about um, money because, mm-hmm. you know, the Bible talks about it to an extent, like more than we think. When you look at the cold, hard facts of what of the Bible and what verses talk about right, money. That they right. say it's over like 2000 verses, which is way more than prayer, even heaven and hell. Like Seriously. there's just, there's this obvious like fundamental tie and connection with money in our hearts. That is, right? that but, is
0: not like if you talk to any like believer on the street right. and you're like, Hey, what percentage of, of the Bible is, <laughs> does the Bible talk about prayer more or does it talk about money more or does yeah. it talk about hell more or does right. it talk about money more? Right, right. And I can guarantee right. you that people would be like, well, probably not money
1: right and i think it's just something that we we can overlook if we want to and on the flip side sometimes we even put more weight in it than we should right Mm. we make decisions based on legalism maybe or Mm -hmm. (laughs) we're supposed to give because of this reason and that and it's like do we really know do we really understand our theology and are we really Mm. working it out um, from a you gospel talk, standpoint, I, I am mean, feeling articulate today. <laughs> feeling articulate Doesn't always today. happen. I don't yeah. think it felt like it felt like last week, but we're going <laughs> well, for it. Well, that's good.
0: That's good because this is one of those topics that can get very foggy. <clears> and I think we tend to fall uh, on either wrong side of it, right? Oh, In yeah. the church, we tend to think it's too taboo. Like don't talk about it. It's personal. Or we well, tend that, to... Well, I think
1: was like old church, new church, or that's old, old church. But like old church when we were growing up was like 10%, old. give this... If you want to be blessed, and there's this kind it, of this was, like yeah, wealth it was and health, prosperity, Jesus. yes, what
0: we say, jackpot Jesus. Yes. Like if you just just pray, you'll get what you want, right? right? And now and, there's this
1: evolution of well, not I want to say evolution, but I feel like for you and I personally, we've come to this truth of giving is is not just limited to ten percent or five percent or whatever, but.
0: That's a big topic, but yeah. we won't get into that as <laughs> much today. <laughs> Sorry,
1: but, but talking stewardship about stewardship has become stewardship, the governing yes. principle has, that has the helped us. That's new truth that has really yes. informed our decisions. And, it,
0: and fr- frankly, I feel like it covers all our bases pretty pretty darn well. Pretty so, darn well. Anyway, we'll talk about that in a second. First, as usual, we have some housekeeping to go through.
1: Yes. We do want to thank all of our listeners and people, if you... Who have rated and reviewed yes, our you. podcast? Thank we you so much.
0: Somebody said uh, I didn't share this with you yet, Selena, but somebody left some really kind comments for us on iTunes.
1: You to iTunes? I know, just but look. I go to iTunes and it doesn't take me there. <laughs> I feel well, so you, illiterate You gotta click sometimes. around a little. You gotta okay. tap around a little bit. Okay.
0: Um, But, yeah, so thank you so much for those ratings and reviews. They're so encouraging to us, and it does help us gain kind of uh, exposure, I think, or traction algorithmically on iTunes and whatnot. And
1: one thing we wanted to share with you is that we are going to be releasing our first interview this week, so in two days. Thursday, yeah. Thursday will be our first interview that we are doing for people who are... Newly married, nearly married, or know someone who is dating, engaged, or newly married, or thinking about marriage. Pretty much anybody who breathes. So anybody who's listening (laughs) to this, (laughs) um, it's for you. And we've got Scott Kadersha. He's an amazing, amazing uh, director of marriage ministry in Dallas, Texas, at a huge church that is just leading the way in terms of marriage ministry.
0: A very quality body of believers. Yes,
1: Theologically sound. Yes.
0: And and so he's doing he's doing the work like boots on the ground yes. and he shares his wisdom with so, us. So yeah,
1: we'll we'll get to that, but we just wanted to to let you know that that is dropping on Thursday and all of this has been made possible by our Patreons. Mm,
0: thank you Patreons. Patreons. Patreons.
1: patrons. Patrons. <laughs> I can't say it. Patrons. Patrons. Um and if you if that is something that you want to be a part of with helping us uh continuing moving forward with in interviews and mm, sharing yeah. um, on different topics that maybe we're a little less experienced on, um, we would love to have your partnership in that. And you can go to patreon.com, patreo com slash Fierce Marriage.
0: Yeah. And the th- I want to jump on there yep. a little bit. The thinking behind the Patreon thing is, it, frankly... Well, yeah, okay, we
1: are talking about money. So. Yeah.
0: Frankly, it's not, it's not extremely expensive to run a podcast, but if you want to do it well and you want to take it to the next level, it takes... takes takes resources to do that um we also are trying to and a lot of podcasts that that uh get a lot of downloads the way they subsidize their what they do is they sell ads Mm -hmm. and we just we don't want to do that we feel like that's that's not the best content we can put in front of you so we'd rather lock arms with with like-minded folks who are on mission with uh Pointing couples to Christ and and commissioning marriages for the gospel, mm-hmm. and so that's the heart behind Patreon. We try to keep these episodes ad free, and you know what? We've been so encouraged. Yes, and we've we've almost hit our first goal of a hundred patrons. I've, as of now, I think we have ninety two or ninety three, wow. and we're almost to a hundred. And then once that's we good. get up to yeah, so there's goals there, and there's there's fun conversations happening there. That's I haven't good. updated in a little bit just because we've been so busy and the kids have been sick, but we'll we'll get in there and and put yeah. some updates in there.
1: Yeah. And if you... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. You were going to say the no, questions. just if you hear anything <clears throat> in these episodes that prompt questions, please ask. We do Q&As occasionally, and we mm-hmm. really like to have some... Questions in the can, and you, it helps you know you're not alone, right? Yeah. <laughs> so um, you can do that by calling or texting us at 971-333-1120. Mm-hmm. As always, be safe, and don't do that while you're driving, friends. But we love getting those questions and hearing you know what's kind of going mm-hmm. on in your marriage or maybe somebody you know. And We
0: got some really good questions this week.
1: We do. We did. We're not <laughs> answering
0: them today, but we got a few that came in mm-hmm. through the pipeline yeah. that we're going to, I think, uh, form an episode around those because yeah. they're really... Good, good questions yes. from you, listeners. So that's, thank you. Yeah, for that's
1: the other thing about those questions is they really bring out uh, different themes of maybe issues and problems that more than one marriage is facing, yeah. and so we're able to kind of see the the, the need. pattern yeah. and the theme and how we can yeah. really address it and bring shed the gospel on that and the light there. Mm, so that's good. Anyways, right. let's jump on into our discussion here.
0: Yeah. So again, this idea of making wise. So we're kind of toying with two ways to present this episode. And because one of them plays to the positive, one of them plays to the negative, And we're wondering where's the need felt most mm-hmm. in this topic. Is it, are people looking, how can I make wise decisions? Or the opposite is how do I avoid pitfalls?
1: Right. They're kind of one in the same, but <laughs> the you, same. Get, you get it. Yeah.
0: So I don't know what, what what this will be titled by the time it comes out, <laughs> but the point is, is <clears throat> we're we're trying to think through, okay, money is one of the biggest dividers Mm -hmm. in marriage Mm -hmm. because you'll have people that come in to a marriage with different understandings of money's role. People have a scarcity mentality versus an abundance mentality. Mm -hmm. People are savers versus spenders. Mm -hmm. Uh, They have totally different attitudes toward money. And so a lot of times when you're when you're married and we're proponents of joining your bank accounts, mm-hmm. right? Two as one. <laughs> the Bible doesn't explicitly say, oh, you have to join your bank accounts, but we think it's, it's, it's in It's more unifying good of your hearts. Yeah. yeah. And so that's, you know, we're not going to take a firm stance on that, but that's what we advise young couples to do is join your bank accounts. Well, that what that does is that creates all these new opportunities for conflict. <laughs> yeah. You're like, well, I made this much money, so I should get to spend, like, what about my spending money? Right. Or what about my, whatever <clears throat> my thing is that I want to mm-hmm. do? Or we've heard of couples, and maybe this is you, so this is, isn't to be condemning. I do think I would advise a couple against this, but married couples, who've been married for a number of years, they say, like, well, you have your half of the mortgage that you have to pay, and I have my half of the mortgage <laughs> that I have to pay. And so, like, you write a check to me, and I'll write a full check for the whole amount. Right. And that just seems like a lot of, a lot of hoops. That's and a lot of check writing. I don't, I do not, <laughs> I genuinely don't understand. Not to, I don't understand how that's helpful. But Excuse me. anyway, that's not, uh, I don't want to make them mountain out of that molehill. (laughs) But so there's a lot of conversations to be had around this. I think Mm -hmm. we, as we're thinking through today, what, what what, are some
1: scenarios that that we are we talking
0: to? Right. right? And I'm thinking of a couple that, you know, they've, they're, they're in their house. They've been in it for three to five years. Uh, equity has gone up. Mm -hmm. So you have some, some equity in your house. So you say, Oh, I want to redo our kitchen. Well, let's just take $20,000 out and home equity line of credit. And let's let's redo our kitchen. And is that a wise decision? Or how do you go about navigating yeah. those types of decisions? Um, or you think of the couple that's starting a family, right? Mm-hmm. That they've been married for a couple years and they've they you know they're pregnant, and oh, it's time to get that that whatever that upgraded vehicle is, so that you can have the car seat, so you're not driving around you and know all in the a stuff Geo that, Metro that babies require <laughs> <with a> baby. <laughs> Okay, um,
1: you know what? You do what you got to do. You do what you got
0: to do. And no, <laughs> I'm not knocking Geo Metros, the three-banger. That's, th- that's a three-cylinder engine. <laughs> really? Yeah. They're very efficient. I um, not, not that they're efficient. They don't use a lot of gas. I'll put it that way. I don't know how efficient they are. But, you know, so that, that couple may be thinking of, you know, spending $20,000 or $30,000 on a vehicle. And mm-hmm. should we buy a new, you know, a new van that's like this current year or should we, you know, go... Find something a little bit more pre-owned. Used. Pre-owned is the <laughs> word. Previously l- pre-loved. <laughs> so, this these are all valid questions, right? Um, and even like when we were newly married, Selena, mm-hmm. we were you you still love um, equestrian, you know, horses and all that kind of stuff. But we, we it was much more of a financial priority for us when we were first married, right? And so we had to make decisions. Not that they were always the right ones, but we had to make decisions around this passion yep. of yours. Yep. Should we invest? It's never an investment, by the way. <laughs> you can it, you can admit it may that. not
1: be mm. a financial investment, but there's an emotional. Oh, you pulled and, the you like, pulled that spiritual investment. You just, that ca- with you just came around the other side of
0: it. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It it's financially it's it's hard to make a horse pe- pencil out. <laughs> but so we had to make some of those decisions, mm-hmm. right? So what what framework do we Should use? Should We talk about the black truck. Should oh. we talk?
1: I <laughs> just since you bring horses up. <laughs> so Ryan decided that he would get a brand new truck.
0: It was not brand new.
1: Okay. Three year old truck, no, which it is was still like, brand it new. It was like
0: five or six years old. Still
1: brand new when you're a college student.
0: And it was, um, it was a midsize and truck. And it was
1: expensive for...
0: For us, it, the payment, okay, the payment was $260 a month. Uh, and I was like, this, how am I going to afford this?
1: And he still bought it. <laughs> well, because, okay. <laughs> I'm not
0: defending the decision. But the thinking behind it was more than just, "Oh, that's a pretty truck." <laughs> not
1: saying that.
0: At the time, I had a business. I was doing maintenance. I was. I remember. I owned a I was, maintenance we, business. We
1: did agree that your mom may have tipped you over the edge on that one. My mom's. <clears throat>
0: she, you know, there. She's
1: a sly one. Well, she,
0: well, it doesn't help that my car salesman's name was Sly. His name was Sly <laughs> that's it, right. Sylvester. But everybody called him Sly. Oh man! Oh, never buy a car from a guy named Sly. <laughs> that's
1: not a good idea. Not a good idea. <laughs>
0: So anyway, that was a financial... I brought that into our, that was our a, marriage. was
1: a young financial decision.
0: <laughs> I ended up selling it. I think I bought it for... Okay, this was very expensive for us at the time. I bought the car for $1,200 or $12,000. I was like, what? It was 12500 something. Yeah, yeah. And I Two college s- students. Which nowadays, like um, you and I it's not that expensive like the two hundred dollars a month is like yeah it's, it's a affordable payment, for
1: our budget right now i yes. was making
0: like we a thousand dollars we are not
1: making enough money <laughs> to be having it driving that car so anyway
0: the thinking was <laughs> and was, we didn't uh, even have
1: to drive to school or our jobs i did but
0: i used it for work that's you why you did that's I, I right you
1: started your new your window
0: washing no it, you don't even know me <laughs> <laughs> you don't even know me <laughs> it's like you don't even care
1: okay we should probably get into our discussion I do it was care. a
0: maintenance company and I had three different pro- properties that I had to manage. It's true. I
1: do remember that?
0: There was one they were like Tuck-wella 100 miles like, apart.
1: Yeah. Didn't make a and lot of sense. I had to carry a ladder. I had at
0: least one hammer,
1: <laughs> a bucket,
0: I had a screwdriver, all right, and a rake.
1: <laughs> You're so efficient.
0: So efficient.
1: Anyways, so these are just some scenarios of maybe some newly married uh Tensions that you might feel, I'm so, sure you can gather from our marriage, that we've had a few of these conversations and um, fights. But fights, yes. The, so, yeah. The, I,
0: I want to jump in here okay. because I, I, before, listener, if you've not turned it off at this point, <laughs> if you're still listening, <laughs> here's why you should keep listening, okay? Because the Bible places a, an emphasis on money. Mm-hmm. Is it because God cares about money? No. History it's because God knows yes. that money has a unique way of... Gr- getting its tentacles wrapped around our hearts yeah. and that the love of money is the, is the root of all evil and that we have a way of attaching our worth and our and security our, to our, our finances. Yep. So if you are wondering if you should care about this, the answer is yes. And there's actually, there's some good evidence. Selena, you you did some, some good little research. research. Yeah. A little
1: research. And I mentioned this at the beginning the Bible, you know, offers, you know, f- they say around like 500 plus verses on prayer 500 verses on like faith around that number. And then there's more than 2000 verses on money. Mm. And you and I looked at the parables and there were 16 of 38 that talks of Jesus's about Jesus' parables that talk about money. That's 42% you said.
0: Yeah. And of course you can, <clears throat> that number can give and take based on whether or not you include like just materialism versus like right. money. The point that we're trying to make is it's, Possessions, mm-hmm. whether it's the money that buys those possessions, right. or the, Whatever you earn for a work, work that you perform, are those
1: possessions possessing you.
0: Or, Ooh, do you own? That's a good are you way stewarding to. <laughs> them.
1: Who's in charge here? Yeah. Um. So the question is, like, why are we? Why are we? Why is the Bible put so much weight ver- on, right. and on emphasis on finances? And again, Ryan, you said it so great that we attach our identity and our worth, <clears throat> excuse me, into mm. either the amount of money that's in our bank account. And it just has this unique pull in our heart, which is why, again, I feel like God is impressing in his mm. word about stewardship about how to deal with greed, how to give And what to give, you know, in tithe and being sacrificial in our giving and and contentment. I mean, extending Mm -hmm. all the way from beyond just finances, but understanding and living out contentment. Mm -hmm. So
0: we talked about that a little bit, I think, two episodes ago mm -hmm. when, you know, there's corporate America and the Western world and a lot of the world because of this. There's this kind of soft influence that we have on other countries. Mm -hmm. There's it all revolves around discontentment. Right. You have to have this thing because you want to be happy, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're not happy. And right. you, before you saw the commercial, you're doing just fine.
1: Right. Well, it's very individualistic. It's very materialistic. Right. And so
0: we're kind of we have this cultural force. We all have. We also have this internal heart condition called mm-hmm. sin and the sin nature. And we're of course being re- redeemed and sanctified mm-hmm. constantly. But we have this this propensity for uh, finding our our security and satisfaction in right. those things. Right. And uh, yeah, it's a
1: it's constantly battling the lie that we we faced as humanity right in genesis 3 mm. when the fall happened and the enemy presented this idea that eve was lacking right mm-hmm. that she should be discontent that she wasn't like god mm. and that when really right if we look at the truth we are made in the image of god so we are more like god i think than we ever were at that right. point before sin right and right. now we we walk into this brokenness we we are buying this we buy the lies Sometimes we don't mean to even buy the lies. I think we just fall into believing them. And because we forget our worth, we forget where our identity is rooted. And I know that you and I struggled, I think, early on in our marriage about what we should give our money to because it felt very pressured by the church that we were in to give it to the church and to do all these things, make all these decisions so you can fulfill God's will and purpose for your life, right? And and that Mm. was just such a huge Fear that we would miss it because we didn't give money, and that's just kind of obviously a wrong theology um, but I think it was it was rooted in you know we wanted to be we wanted so bad, we wanted purpose, we wanted acceptance, mm-hmm. all the things that we already had in Christ. But we felt we were taught sort of that it had to come from our hands and God's like, no, you are, I'm concerned with your heart and I'm concerned with who you're becoming and not the necessarily what you're giving.
0: Giving is is not a prescription for the Christian life. Giving is a description of a Christian life for, so like when you give, you give it out of a place of security and abundance and wanting to, so Tim Keller talks about giving, Mm -hmm. says he can't. Tim Keller is not going to say, Hey, you should give 10% or you should mm-hmm. give 12 or 15% or you should give some X percentage. If you make 90,000 and more a year, you should give 20% of your income. And if you do a hundred and fifty thousand and more then you should, it's not a tax mm-hmm. is what he's saying. Right. He's saying God, he thinks every giver should do this one thing. You should give sacrificially or two things You should give sacrificially and you should give joyfully. Mm-hmm. Those are, that's how we're called to give. And so why does God command us in those terms? Because He's after our heart. He's not after our money.
1: Yeah,
0: God doesn't need our money. (laughs) He doesn't need our money. He's going to do what he's going to (laughs) do. And he wants us to participate in his mission Mm -hmm. sacrificially and joyfully. Why? Because that's Jesus. Jesus gave sacrificially Mm -hmm. and joyfully to us. And that's how we're conforming his image. And so many other reasons than that.
1: Yeah. And Tim Keller really, I love how he defines sacrificial giving. It's not just like, again, a percentage, but it's sacrificial in that it affects you like right. day to day it's a it's a it's an amount that that really affects your life mm-hmm. and causes you to maybe live more below your means than you even right. maybe feel comfortable with and yeah. I think that's such a, a good challenge for us <clears throat> being in the first world up. country that we are yes
0: yeah. and- <clears throat> we, have a, we have a different type of poverty here yes right we have first world we, we call it first world poverty and right. not to not to gloss over third world and second world developing country poverty those are different types we have a different type here and i don't think it's economic poverty it's it's a relational poverty and an emotional state of being impoverished Mm -hmm. right and so many times we use our economic abundance to cover over these -hmm. different senses of poverty meaning that uh okay so i i i spend probably too much time on this website looking at memes i'm not going to tell what website (laughs) it is but there was a thing they did a little while back and they're like hey everybody for this one day everybody's going to share their most prized possession right and it was right it was i don't know around the new year and so everybody's posting like this is my most prized possession and people would post like this thing they got signed by somebody they mm-hmm. like or this artifact from their past but almost across the board almost unanimously they weren't the most expensive things that people owned mm-hmm. they weren't the most like nicest things, pretty things, pretty and like, things yeah, they were things that were connected pleasing. to relationship. Yeah. So people would post like, this is a bottle cap from my dad. It was the first time we, we like the, the last time we, we like had a drink together. Right. The and thing is not the, the, the thing. Day. It's right. the it's,
1: relationship it's, attached to it. Yeah. And Absolutely.
0: so that was like a light bulb moment for me. Cause I'm like, man, we think that we're going to. If we just get this next thing, whatever it is, then I'm going to feel. have
1: this more, yeah. If we have this much money, which I think is why God is like give sacrificially, and why he's he wants <clears throat> he wants us to not love money because then we're loving the thing and not we're left loving the gift, right, and uh-huh. not the giver. We're not in, engaging with him. We're engaging with how we can get more of the thing instead of. Yeah. Having our hearts soften towards him. Yeah. And anytime, huge.
0: anytime, uh, so we're in the Seattle area and Paul Allen was one of the co-founders of Microsoft. Mm-hmm. He was the owner of the Seahawks and all this stuff. And he, he died a, a little Just while, recently, a couple yeah. years, a year or so ago, not even, Not yeah. even, and, uh, that's the only thing I could think of is like, man, this guy lived an incredible, like he did a lot of things. He accomplished a lot. Mm-hmm. Guess how much of it he can take with him. Right. And at that point, what matters mm-hmm. is your relationship with God, mm-hmm. your trust in Jesus, and the people that you impacted and loved and left behind. hmm Right. And so anyway, this is just a kind of a call. This conversation is a call to remember that. Mm-hmm. Remember the deeper principles that God is looking for your heart. He's looking for you to steward, not own. He doesn't need your money, but he needs your. He wants your heart. Mm-hmm. And so how do we go about navigating financial decisions as a married couple in unity and in joy and, and, and with sacrificial giving? Uh, right. And not out of giving.
1: feeling... You know that we're not going to fulfill our purpose, or there's not this legalism you know underlying theme that mm-hmm. if you don't do this, then this is not going to happen. You know we're already secure in in our in our relationship with Christ, and we're living out of that, and how can we make wise decisions? the bible we were looking at proverbs twenty one I feel like it's just chalked full with why uh. it's good to work and like it associates. You know, the wise and the foolish and, and talks about how the foolish man is like a sluggard, you know, again, showing mm. it's good to work and it's wise to store up a bit like verse 20. It talks about, you know, the wise stores up like good oil and something else, I think bread or something while the fool just devours it. So not having yeah. enough.
0: Um, so there's wisdom around, around having, what you, your sustenance, yes, right? Thinking yes. through the seasons of life. Yep. Okay. So we're not an agrarian culture in the West. Right. In, in large, you know, most, for the most part, Right. people aren't farmers here. Right. There are still some, but so we're not thinking through, okay, I need to like can these many peaches. I need to like right. salt this much pork. And, like, yeah. Put it in storage and make, you know, milk the cows and store as cheese. So we're not trying to. Maintain resources for the for the the dry season right. or for whenever the harvest isn 't here now <clears throat> we have a different type of saving that happens <clears throat> right right so when we have abundance there 's wisdom in saving it now, with everything there 's a balance right because right,
1: can... hoarding is what chokes is the other side of that that can choke the life out of you and we also talk, It also talks about loving pleasure and how it's a path to death. That's verse 17, which is a hard thing, I think, for our culture to hear because we want to, again, be happy. We want to be fulfilled. We want to have purpose and meaning mm-hmm. and all of these things that we already have in Christ. Um, and yet we we are so broken and mm-hmm. sinful. We pursue those things that we think will give us life. We think they'll give us pleasure and mm-hmm. everything we're looking for. And the Bible is clear saying that loving pleasure is a path to death and not saying loving pleasure like yeah. it's it's a consistent theme it's not saying just this one time i mean it could though it could if it's a one time that's outside of god's will i guess yeah um outside of maybe your marriage covenant i'm thinking but loving pleasure in other words not working and not putting your hand to the till that's going to lead you down a path yeah to death so yeah there's there's joy and value in working um, in in earning money and you know talking even about debt.
0: So we, uh, I want to talk about the joy in working okay. and the, like basically like retirement. Like is yeah. it this is a question we're not going to answer, but I want to ask it. Well, because we've it, been asking. Is it that. Christian? Yeah. To plan for and is it biblical? Want to. Are you saying is it more b- biblical okay. and or is it a good Christian principle? Okay. Meaning that biblical principle, yes. Yeah. To want and plan for retirement. Um, I'm not going to answer that question right now. I think the bigger question is. Uh, what, what is... who are you becoming? <laughs> right? right. Jen Wilkett always, she always points us to that. It's like, not so much what to do, but who are you becoming? that right. you know, Are you trusting Jesus more in this? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I want to go back to when we lived, you and me, we lived in Southern California. So mm-hmm. we live in the Pacific Northwest. Now this is where we're from mm-hmm. for a season of our lives for five years. We lived in Southern California in Palm desert, which is right by Palm Springs, which is about two hours east of LA. And so that's a retirement community and mm-hmm. it's sunny 360 days out of the year. <laughs> no joke. Very it never sunny. goes below. Even at night, it would get like into the sixties in the winter time. And then it would
1: get cold. There's a few colder nights, but oh, it yeah, is,
0: it is desert. But yeah. so, and then it would get up to like 80 in the, you know, or 60 in the winter.
1: Yeah. In the winter. And then in the 20s, 100, 100, 115, summers, 120 and so summer. Summer's
0: another story. But the, what I'm getting at is it's a retirement place. So you have Snowbirds, people mm-hmm. that would come down uh, in the wintertime when mm-hmm. the weather's nice, it's not too hot. And they're basically living the retired life and behind gated communities, uh, having all their community, basically they're uprooting, leaving all their home community, coming down. And we had some of those people come to our church because we were doing a part of a church plant. And it was interesting, the amount of loneliness and the amount of discontentment and the lack of joy. in mm-hmm. these people that had reached the pinnacle of their life, right? Mm-hmm. I made it. I've I retired. We have a house in sunny, sunny Southern California. Yeah. I can play golf all day, and I can play. You know, I can just do what I want. All go the things swimming. that
1: maybe we dream about when really it's like, should those be our dreams? Should well, the, I think that's okay for a season and. But, you know, and depending on where your health is at, I get it. Like there's a lot of things that play into those decisions and a lot of nuance. I
0: think the, but the reason I want to bring that up is because you talked about how the loving pleasure is a path to death, Mm -hmm. right? We're not called to love pleasure. We're called to enjoy it. Yeah. It's a gift to have a good meal, to have a good re- vacation, or uh, anything good. Yeah. Like we can enjoy that in light of our true love, which is Christ. Yes. Which is God. Yes. And so it's, it's
1: that order of love. Yes. And I think that's, again, why, <clears throat> excuse me, Christ talks about, you know, finances and money and why the Bible has 2,000 plus verses on, you know, about right. greed and the love of money and finances and how to steward and, um, I think it's just so important for us to recognize that we, we need to steward. We need mm. that's just been so transformational for our marriage.
0: So what's let's, let's dive into that. What yeah. is so we're gonna we've been kind of talking around this a lot. Let's go into okay, these practical principles. Again, we're saying these are all in light of who are you becoming. This right. isn't just a a prescription for a better right. wiser financial life. Mm-hmm. But really asking these questions of who are you becoming as a person. Right. And so I wanna ask you, Selena. For the benefit of our lovely listeners, Uh (laughs) what what do we mean by stewardship? That was a transformational idea for us, but essentially what is that?
1: Stewardship means that God owns everything and we are just stewards of what he's given us. Mm. So we basically hold everything with an open hand. And we are working the soil. We're working the land that he's given us. We're trying to make all the best decisions with the information that's given to us. Um, it very much is a parallel to a farmer right you mm. you're you 're sowing the crop you're you 're watering it you 're protecting it you 're making sure you can do all that you can, but essentially God is the one that makes it mm. grow right he 's in control of the weather he 's in control of <clears throat> everything that we can 't control basically yeah. and so we are stewarding and making those decisions as best we can, not just and that that means not making just the decisions for the moment but making decisions in this moment with thinking ahead and not worrying ahead, yeah. but with, with the the future in mind. So I'm not making a decision, not thinking about the next three to five years, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm making decisions based on, you know, where we're at right now, but also where we can be and where we're uh-huh. going to be and not I, but you and me, you and I.
0: Yeah. It's, it's such a f- liberating. I
1: feel like you've been, God has really transformed your heart. I feel like that's always been there in your heart, and I feel like you've really grown into that, I think. There was a time you've when led...
0: finances were a big point of contention yes, for us. Yes, yes. A long period of time, when yeah. that was the case.
1: And you've really led us in this since that. Since stewardship has really kind of taken root into your heart. And I've been so grateful to watch you kind of steward our family and steward our finances and watched your mind and mm. your heart think about the future <clears throat> Excuse me, in ways that I... I don't think about because I feel like I get lost in the day to day, and so I'm so grateful for your leadership in that area. But
0: the thing is, it's it's from a place of joy, so that planning comes from a place of joy, whereas in the past it would come from a place of uh, desperation or seeking somehow to find my identity and then you know uh, feeling like oh if we hit this financial place right, that we'll right. be in a place where I'll feel proud finally of of where we're at. Right. I can actually I think pinpoint to the day when that light bulb went off in my head. Nice. We we were in California. Uh So we had, we left, we both had pretty good jobs for 22 year old, 23 year old people. And we left those to go start a business in California. This was right before like the economic crash happened, Mm -hmm. you know, when the housing bubble burst wide open. And so that that business never got off the ground. And by God's grace, another business, our web development business, I'm a web developer. Uh, I started doing that and we just had, I mean, just enough to get through. We weren't paying off any debts. We had just enough just to not like get kicked out of our apartment and not Mm -hmm. get our car repossessed. Right. And so I was sitting out on our deck. It was a sunny California evening and I'm just (laughs) like angry at God because we have rent. It's like on the last day of the month, rent is due the next day. Our car payments due clients owe me money. They're not paying. And I'm just like, God, what is going on? I'm right. working my tail off. And this is supposed to be this dream. And you let us down here. Cause we've, we felt like strongly yeah. that he let us down there. Yep. And I still believe he did for this reason. And I am well,
1: many reasons, but
0: many, many reasons. Yes. And I was just venting to God and I wasn't like, it wasn't <clears> like <throat> a church worthy prayer, right? I was just <laughs> being so gritty with God yeah, and he like dropped this. I don't know what you would call it. It's not like he said it audibly, but it was the sense in my heart. And this almost like a voice in my head. It was like, you are not your provider. I am Mm. not your cleverness. And God, this is God speaking something into my heart, the Holy spirit, not how, not your wherewithal, not how smart you are, not how resourceful you are, not how clever you are. You are not providing for your family. I am. And I was like, it was, it was supernatural because just hearing those words doesn't really do much, but it was God, the Holy Spirit was doing mm-hmm. something in me. Mm-hmm. And it was like this gorilla, this 900 pound gorilla.
1: Just lifted off your chest. Yes. Just yeah. lifted
0: it off my chest. And all of a sudden I had freedom. I said, you know what? I serve a God who is a God of his promise, a God of his Mm. word. And he said he would take care of us. He clothed the birds in the air, the flowers in the field. Mm -hmm. They're even in Solomon and all of his splendor will not compare to what Mm. he has already done. And I'm still wondering if we're going to make our rent payment. And you know what? (coughs) He took care of us. Yeah. And he kept his promise. It's like he brought me to that breaking point just so I'd finally learn that it's not mine. I'm trusting him. I'm a steward over what he's put in my life, including my wife, our daughters, this house that we have now that we didn't have at the time. Right, and uh, yeah, go ahead. And
1: I think that it just emphasizes God's word again, right? In Psalms, was it Psalms twenty-one seven, Proverbs twenty-one seventeen, about how loving loving pleasure is a path to death, and it's okay, it's good to work because when you're working, I feel like pleasure can really for me pleasure can only come when like things have been taken care of, right? Like your debts have been paid all these. You're not in a real place of need when Mm. you want to experience pleasure. Does that make sense? Mm. And so for me to enjoy something means that like all the needs are met and I don't need anything. So it's an extra, a pleasure seems like Mm. an extra to me. And so I feel like God can, he uses need to draw us Mm. closer to him in order to understand that he is our ultimate gift, he is our ultimate source of like joy and pleasure and everything mm. that we could ever want, acceptance, you know purpose, everything and when we rest in that, when we rest in that knowledge of who he is and who we are, then we can be mm. like the chains can be broke off of us yes. and we can become free and they truly in living are out making certain decisions of, you know what, we're going to say no to having two cars right now because we need to pay off our school loans. We want to be paying off this debt, which is very, those are conversations you and I have right. had. We want to, we're not going to purchase a house even though we think we see a house that we think we want or we want to start looking at houses because yeah. it's just not the right time. It's just not the right time. And we need to close the door for a little bit.
0: Yeah. And you you learn, you learn to follow peace. Mm-hmm. Because God will give you peace. He leads you in it. He leads you And you in want peace. to
1: follow in it.
0: Yes, you want to follow in it. So there is an incredible, um, I, I wouldn't call him a I wish he were my mentor. I'm sure he would be if I would call him. But Scott huh. Rodin, his name is Dr. Scott Rodin, R-O-D-I-N. And he is, I think, the leading thinker in stu- everything stewardship. And uh, he has, his website is thestewardsjourney.com. And he blogs about just finding freedom in stewardship. And he's got way more resources than we could ever mention in one podcast. One of the most brilliant guys. Anyway, he has this thought that, so he was a client. That's how I met him. He was, he was a client. We actually built his website years ago. And one of his biggest things that he talks about is the two kingdom mindset versus the single Hmm. kingdom mindset Hmm. and the single, how the one kingdom mindset is, is the way of the steward. Right. So a two kingdom mindset is this that God is building his kingdom, and I'm also building my own, essentially. Mm. I'm also building my empire, my wow. life on things that I care about, and God is building his. And but a one kingdom mindset is like, it's all God's. So good. This house we have, this lifestyle we enjoy, it's God's. Mm. He's these babies we have, the school that we are able to provide for them, that's God's. Hmm. Uh, all the way down to the every morsel of food that we eat, every extra penny in our in our savings account, it's all God's. So good. And if he if he uses it to whatever end, we can find joy because we know that he is the owner, we're the stewards. And actually, our fierce marriage is actually a DBA of our actual business, which is called Vilicus LLC, which is a Latin word for steward the steward. And mm-hmm. so there's this it's just it's permeated our entire lives. And so from that perspective, I want to sh- get we're going to get really practical <clears throat> now. So I appreciate you guys sitting through our conversation. We're kind of just processing this stuff because we haven't talked about it in a while and a lot of our listeners probably aren't aware of our journey financially. Mm-hmm. Uh we're not affluent by any means. Mm-mm. But man, I feel like we all pray our all the time are met and we're I feel so like grateful. we're like the wealthiest people in the <laughs> world because I just I don't know, I just I, there's this sense of What else? Like, whom have I in heaven or on earth other Mm. than Christ? Mm -hmm. No one. My flesh Mm -hmm. and my heart may fail, but he's the strength of my heart and my portion forever, my portion. Mm -hmm. right? And that that governing piece has changed our entire lives. So good. So here come the principles.
1: (laughs) And they're real brief. We're not going to spend a lot of time on them because we actually do have a blog post that really bring texture and more light to each of these principles. Mm. But um, the first one, which is we've kind of been harping on this court a lot, is stewardship. We own nothing. Um, Mm. Again, everything is God's, and we are... Uh, by his grace, stewards of everything that he's given us.
0: So there is a C.S. Lewis quote in the post I want to read because, you know, because C.S. Lewis. (laughs) (laughs) And he says, every faculty you have, your power of thinking or of moving your limbs from moment to moment is given to you by God. If you devoted every moment of your whole life exclusively to his service, you could not give him anything that was not, in a sense, his own already. So
1: good. So good. I
0: mean, come on. So we talk about stewardship the most. Uh, we talk about the parable of the talents as part of that. Col- Colossians 3 is whatever you do, do it as unto God, um, not unto man. In Psalm 24, which everything is God's. Um, it's not ours. So.
1: right, And then number two is perspective. We have everything. So you might think that, you know— <laughs> Yeah, you that. might feel
0: like you're you you're in want, right? But it's all about perspective, right? right? And that's again, we talk about advertising, marketing, all that kind of stuff. Granted, you need to eat, you need a a roof over your head, you need a, you know, clothes to wear. Those are some basic human needs. But the for the large part of our listenership mm-hmm. and for Western culture, we have everything mm-hmm. in, in like a practical sense. So if you're reading this, if you're listening to this, mm-hmm. uh, this podcast. You probably have a smartphone, right? <laughs> you probably have internet, right? You probably have enough to pay for a data plan, right? Uh, or you, or you're on a computer, and so you have more than the majority of the world just right. in that alone, right? Right. And
1: I think that you know one way to combat that and be aware of that is just being grateful, right? Just counting mm. our blessings. Yep. Um, the for, so the first one is stewardship that everything is it's is God's. 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 We impression. own nothing. The second one is perspective which is we have everything.
0: And that, that's ironic because we said everything's God. Now we have everything. But really what it means is that, <laughs> that perspective is that we have more than we need because God has allowed us yep. to care for it.
1: He, we have more than we need. He's sufficient to yeah. provide everything. Yeah.
0: And the third one.
1: Seek unity. Uh, so making, making sure you and your spouse are in this together and you're on the same page. You're both having a clear understanding of stewardship and what it looks like and what it means for your marriage and the financial decisions that you're making.
0: Yeah. So, again, this, this is in a sp- specific order. So you have to understand stewardship as a couple Mm -hmm. and you have to embrace it, not just know it in your head, but feel Mm -hmm. it in your heart. Mm -hmm. And then you have to have the perspective that your needs have been met. Mm -hmm. If not in a way that you, that you, you feel in terms of like compared to your friends, you need to understand according to God's word, your needs have been met in every meaningful sense. Then from there you can now seek unity on these, whatever this decision is.
1: Mm -hmm. And this is kind of, I feel like it's a a bit, like cyclical, or you you come back to this always every once in a <laughs> <Yeah>. while, <laughs> because sometimes we feel like oh, you and I feel like we have unity on something, mm-hmm. and then something will throw us off, and I'm like, well, I thought I thought we had unity on this, but maybe not. Like maybe mm-hmm. we're not clear on this, or maybe my motivation is very selfish, and I didn't understand that it was very selfish, and we don't, you know, we don't need this, or you don't need this, or whatever. So mm-hmm. it's it's really unity is is a, a fine thing there. <laughs> so
0: yeah and then in that conversation, brings us the fourth principle to consider is understand the difference between needs versus wants versus consumerism, okay, so needs are essentials for survival and for good stewardship right right uh, a want you'd genuinely enjoy something, and that's okay, it's, it's okay, okay to, to want, want things, yeah, so I don't want to vilify I just think if you want things
1: want... want things for the wrong reason or you want you want yeah. them, yeah, I guess for the wrong reason would be the ultimate thing is you know to, to define you or to have. Not mm-hmm. just because you just enjoy it, right? Mm-hmm. And that's a, that's a hard motivation to pick
0: at. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. Clear example, just real quick, is you got this, You get this Why journal every me? year. Why
1: is it always me? Because wow, I don't buy just... anything.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I buy stuff for, for the podcast. That's all I spend money mm-hmm. on. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, but you, you use that journal, a simple, simple journal, or simplified journal. Yeah. And it's, it's like $50. You don't need it. You want it because you'll put it to good use and it'll make your life like a little bit feel more cohesive in like when you come to scheduling things and journaling things. So that to me feels like a healthy want. It's not a need. But it's, it's an not. It's, want. It's, yeah, fifty dollars <laughs> a year. If you start saving now, maybe you can afford next year's. Um, and then consumerism is unwise spending based on an impulse or some sort of marketing that you're just you're just yeah. drinking the Kool Aid.
1: Buying something that you may not need with money you don't have.
0: <laughs> like Beats headphones by Dre. Stop. <laughs> su- successfully charging consumers number four five, times the cost. Number
1: five. Number five. Avoid excess. <laughs> 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 this is kind of a radical idea for you know for us. As well, but for most. Yes. So the luxury by definition means excess. So how much, you know, (laughs) we're not talking about like being poor to be poor. Right. Right. But we are kind of finding where is that balance of living beneath our means, living, you know, with what God's given us and how can we give Mm. away again? Who are we becoming and who is and does God have a hold of our hearts or, or are we trying to hold on? to huh. our hearts and our desires are, are the desires of where we're spending our money being from being given from him or from our own selves. Yeah.
0: So to me, I feel like this is where the script is kind of shifting from being defensive and kind of like guarding your heart from this stuff to now you're on the offensive and you're right. saying, I'm actually going to actively avoid excess Yeah. that we are going to rid our lives of things that, that we believe will, will, will somehow bar our witness.
1: Right. And I feel like this has been a generational thing too, because you have like our grandparents who are probably on the, borderline of hoarding because they came from the great depression, right? They were w- children II, of the great depression. The great depression, Yes. Yeah. And then our parents saw the excess, but still kind of feel like pulled to it. I think a little bit in some ways the 80s, it's, it's a sign. Well, it's a sign of wealth as well, right? It was a sign of wealth. And so people, you know, the
0: eighties and the nineties we were, were wanted, very opulent times yes. with a lot of growth. Right. And so there was a lot of excess. That's when consumerism really came into full bloom. Right. I feel like in the and West. Now,
1: yeah. And then you have things like the internet um, being developed and, and spread worldwide. And now, and you, have now you, every, can, you can
0: compare everybody's best to your worst.
1: Yes. <laughs>
0: at any given time.
1: Yes. Which is a, a whole nother podcast.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but we, we do talk about crushing comparison. We will link to that in this blog post. Right. As well, but.
1: And then you have... Oh, I just lost it. Sorry. That's all right. We'll <laughs> come back to it. But so, yeah, you just want to avoid
0: excess in that. Well, no, though, gonna... sorry.
1: There's this shift now, I think, to minimalism right. in a lot of ways. Oh, yeah. You know, in the tiny houses and having these kind of opulent That's RVs. So funny. I know. It's no, funny. no, no, no,
0: no. It's good. I think minimalism's good. good. I'm a proponent of it. But it's funny. The length people will go <laughs> to minimize their life. <laughs> How complex it is?
1: Hey, you know what? You, you know can't... how much
0: those tiny homes cost? I know. You know how much that Pinterest thing, like, p- cost per square foot? I know. It's astronomical. Yes. Like they have the Pinterest perfect home. Oh, we're minimalists. <laughs> we just have all the best of everything, just not as much of it. So there's there's definitely a balance to be struck. St-
1: you're hearing Ryan struck talk. struck
0: there. Yeah. So
1: number six, <laughs> you're when finally you're finally
0: hearing him for who he <laughs> number is.
1: Number six, use cash not credit. I think this is just a real uh, hardline thing. This is like finance one oh one, right? Don't use credit cards. I mean, we've, we've, we made that mistake. We had money, we had credit card debt that we had to pay off early on in our marriage. And it was definitely a learning lesson. And we cut up all our credit cards and said, we're done. Um, but now having a business, we are able to use that just for business stuff. We don't cross it over. We've learned our lesson. Like God is always, you know, in our ear whenever we're spending money, and it you know helps us with flights, there's different ways to use I it could I think, see, it. but
0: I could see it being useful personally as well, yeah, I would say as opposed to saying across the board, don't use credit cards, I would say just use them very wisely and very carefully, and be very cognitive and
1: vigilant about them, yeah,
0: and pay' them off every month like yeah. that's I think a a good cardinal right. rule is we try to don't use- spend more than you can pay off every month <laughs> unless. Uh, you know, sometimes you'll get like zero, you know, zero interest, uh, yeah, for, for 12 months or something Yeah, for like furniture or something. And, and but that's really a new thing. <laughs> we, I, I, I <laughs> think Mr. it's okay Minimalist. to take advantage <laughs> of those things if it's well within your means to pay for it. Right. Like, if you can do a zero interest thing, like that's free money for a period of time Right. and you can, you know, whatever. So, so
1: number seven, Be pri- wise. prioritize to maximize your joy. So, you know, disposable hmm. income. Is good. It's a good thing. It's one way we can experience God's grace. You know, it's 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 extra. It's there to be somewhat enjoyed. You know, we kind of have we we save and have a little bit of fun money here. We uh, a couple episodes back, you talked about that um, saving app. Yes, that is kinda it's kind of it's been a
0: game changer for us. Just, just
1: briefly tell about what it the name, yeah. what it does, cause... and you
0: don't need this app by any means uh, to do this, but it's a really good tool for it. It's called Capital, and you can find it at fiercemarriage.com slash Q. A-P-I-T-A-L Capital with a Q, no U and fiercemarriage.com slash capital and that the reason I give you that link is because that will give you actually $5 to start on it and what it is so is it's it's a trigger driven like savings app so for instance I have a trigger set up so that anytime we spend money on our debit card, say we spent, say you go to, say I, I always say you so I'm going to say me Thank you. Say I go to Starbucks <laughs> and I get a mocha chocolate coconut frangione <laughs> <laughs> and it cost me $17 and 35 cents. <laughs> uh, it'll take it, it, I have a rule that says round every purchase up to the next dollar or to the next $2. So it'll take a dollar 65 and it'll take that from our account and put it into a new savings account.
1: Saving. And you don't even know it.
0: Well, you do but feel you got to
1: spend to save, right? <laughs>
0: Well, but the point is, is it, or you can leverage, you can say, hey, every time this is interesting, I just found this out. You can do rules. Like every time it's below 32 in our neighborhood, I want to put $10 in our savings account. And they call it like saving for like a, a warm day. Nice. Right?
1: That's awesome. So these
0: these different rules that you can do. Um, anyway, if that's, if that's of interest to you, that app has been a huge blessing for us. Yep. Yeah. We don't even know them. We just use it. We just use it. And, but we can. We have this affiliate thing where you get $5 if you use our link. So it's com slash capital. And the first deposit you make into your account, you'll get another $5. Right. So, so check
1: out this blog post. We'll put it in the show notes and everything. Finances in marriage. Seven principles every couple should consider. Again, the first one is stewardship. We own nothing. The second one is perspective. We have everything because of God. He owns everything, so we get to because we're His adopted children. Yes, seek unity. Um, We're in this together. Seek unity with your spouse. Um, Needs versus wants versus consumerism. Understanding uh, where those begin and end uh, clearly. Avoid excess. Um, I think that kind of goes without saying. Use use cash as much as you can, not credit. And if you are going to use credit, be very vigilant. you know, because the Bible does talk about debt and the lender and how you're enslaved, yeah. you know, kind of to them. And, um, prioritize number seven, prioritize to maximize joy, having kind of that saving and disposable income to good. experience, make okay. memories with your family or your, you as a couple. Yeah.
0: Instead of just kind of like, uh, spending it haphazardly, spend intentionally right. with your, with your disposable income so that yeah. it will maximize the joy, uh, the term joy of your right. family. Right. And
1: there's things yeah. you can even purchase that go further than just your purchase as well. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like crux what? watches oh hello
0: yeah <laughs> a little plug there so Anyways. we're gonna answer uh yeah. we have a couples conversation challenge what is it did we come up with one talk about this through-
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's like every week but yeah. i think you guys i think you. Sh- i would encourage them to explore the idea of stewardship yes yeah, so i was gonna say the same thing okay
0: and talk about stewardship what is stewardship hmm do you Look live it. as if stewardship is the basis of your financial right. and the existence? Governing. Really, yep. Yep. stewardship is all-encompassing. It's right. a theology that that spans every aspect of life. Right. Specifically, finances and your view of God's provision, God's so abundance. So Talk about stewardship. Okay, oh, yeah, we have just a little bit of time. We're gonna do. We're gonna do one question. Is that all right? Yeah.
1: No, it was a good question, and I, we definitely wanted to to get to this. So this is a young couple from Nebraska. And they were listening to our podcast and they wanted some advice about how to be intentional with boundaries between married couples uh, and being a young individual. So they're 22 and 23. They were some of the first of their friends to get married and money was really tight. So they decided to, instead of renting an apartment, they they got a house, but they got a roommate. And she's a good friend of theirs, but she says, I'm already seeing the negative effects on our marriage and want to move. But my husband says it's financially sound to stay. We don't see eye to eye on the issue. I feel like no one knows what we're going through. What are your thoughts on marriage and roommates and how can we go about talking about this?
0: Yeah. So um, uh, it's a financial question because mm-hmm. it sounds like, you know, well, it's if you a can't stewardship it- question
1: on a lot of levels, right? Because yes. you're talking about mm. finances, but you're involving the stewardship of your covenant, right? And your, your marriage as well as your finances. I mean, we talked about finances, but just kind of the emotional stability of, I think your marriage and, yeah. And and if it's young married, it's such, there's such a foundational time for, you know, growing together in unity, um, with each other.
0: So I'm going to build on what you said. Westernized idea. I'm going to build on what you said, because I think you started us on a good direction. I want to keep going that way. It's all about stewardship, holistic stewardship, right? As a husband, as a wife, you're called to steward your marriage well steward the heart of your spouse steward your relationship well we're also called to steward our finances as well so there are seasons for these types of scenarios yeah right and we do it's have good. a westernized view of i need my space you need yours right i don't necessarily think that's a across the board everybody right. should have there's, their own house or can't be roommates type of living yeah i'm, I'm fine like as long as it's in the spirit of wisdom and spirit of love and the spirit of unity. If you're yeah. not unified on it, you need to get unified right, on it. Right. And sometimes the best way to find unity around these complex issues, because it's a gray area, right? right? There's no thing in the Bible that says, thou shalt get married and not have a roommate. Right,
1: right.
0: Right? No matter how financially feasible it makes right. things. There's no there's nothing there. So you need to sit down and say, okay, how can we get unity around this? And the unity starts with identifying maybe a season where this that there's an end date. Right. Every season should have an end. Yeah. It shouldn't just be the way of life. Right. In perpetuity.
1: Right. And that brings hope, I think, too. Yeah. Maybe to this wife who's feeling a bit troubled, a bit uncomfortable, a bit like, I just want our own space. Um, And I think it's okay to be in the uncomfortable for a Mm -hmm. little while. I do. Like you said, it's a season. It it allows us to grow in different Mm. ways that we may not have thought or wanted to but God's always sovereign in growing us and sanctifying us. And so I think if you could have that conversation or tell you know how do you she's asking how do you even begin kind of that conversation? How do we go about talking about it?
0: Well, you talk about your goals, right? right. And and the goals You're so in- good.
1: <laughs> this is the the solution oriented <laughs> yes. versus the problem oriented. Yes. I'm we'll like, talk about well, that just later. let's talk about
0: so you talk about your goals and yeah. from there you identify like family vision, where you need maybe. to head yeah. and that helps you identify and delineate where the seasons are. Right. So if you're not making enough money to live by yourselves, then you have some goals to, to put out there right. mean, that we need to make a little bit more or we need to get our expenses down or we right. need to consider uh, how to make the season more durable mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. and how we can make our marriage last and not be constantly fighting right. because of this decision like you need to be in unity right and so i would start there um but selena you raise another amazing point is that waiting is like it's like the plague to us right well sometimes especially you in the first wait. world yeah sometimes you need <laughs> to wait in the in the uncomfortable yeah you may not sit down tonight and have a conversation and figure it out right you need to just wait on the Lord, wait for the wisdom to mature in your own heart, wait for the Holy Spirit to work and do mm-hmm. what he does. And, and help bring your you emotions.
1: Yeah. Bring you on board emotionally because I think we can be very emotionally infused mm-hmm. when we're uncomfortable and it's, those emotions do not, should not rule the day, right? Those are things that we feel and that we need to express, but in a constructive way that again is yeah. heading towards reconciliation and not just, this is how I feel, like how do you fix it? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, And we're speaking point. from our own experience. Yeah, I so, am anyway. So
0: maybe the waiting looks like you're just, you, maybe you, you table the conversation and say, we need to talk about this for sure. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about it next week. Yep. Let's schedule some time where we can focus on it. You're not busy trying to do your thing right. or I'm not you know, hitting you upside the head with it. Yeah, you're let's not,
1: think about this for the yeah. next week. Let's talk about it. Let's pray about it on our own and really seek God on how mm-hmm. we can become unified in this and you know what is our family vision what does God put in our hearts that he wants us to fulfill and he wants us to steward over right now Mm -hmm. and maybe that is maybe there's a reason that you're in this this friend is in your home right now you know sometimes you don't always know the reason but again God is sovereign seek seek God together Mm.
0: because stewardship would help you identify and discern through like okay why are we why is this person need to be a roommate with us right and you could steward as a couple you can now in unity, steward that relationship in a different Which way. Which can
1: alleviate some of the emotional, yes. maybe turmoil that you're feeling and also say, okay, I'm okay with this now. I'm okay financially, this makes sense. Because it's a sacrifice. you giving sacrificially yes. and, and gladly
0: and joyfully. So hope that helped. It's, again, a lot of the gray going on here. It's
1: a good question, we though. Have,
0: we do have a resource. Um, it's You can actually look uh, look on the podcast for an episode called Family Vision. You can also search on our website for family vision we talk about what family vision is and that's what we're talking about with goals getting on the same page unity and that's that's got to be in place before these types of decisions start to make sense right so start there uh we also have um, another resource it's intensely practical it's called five habits for a healthy marriage you can get that free it's a free ebook uh, you can get that at five that's five and uh yeah so hopefully it's been an practical helpful mm. interesting episode for our <laughs> listeners so finances it's not like because whenever we talk about sex there's like two times as many downloads right <laughs> when we talk about money it's like people don't care so hopefully we've made it somewhat interesting this time around maybe
1: that's <laughs> why there's two thousand verses in the bible about it <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know, i wish i could wish i
0: could show your face I know. when you said that because all right if you have any other questions As Selena mentioned, we do get those and we get a lot from them in terms of learning about you. Please send your questions in, 971-333-1120. You can call or text that number. As a reminder, if you have enjoyed this content, um... And it's helped you in any way, you can return the favor by leaving a rating on iTunes or whatever podcast app you use. You can also write a review if you feel compelled. Either way, that's your call. It does help us out when you do that. Also, if you're hearing this and you feel a stirring, uh, we, we would love for you to consider and pray about maybe being a, a Patreon par- uh, patron. A patron. A patron. Yep. <laughs> A partridge in a pear tree. No, but we we would really uh, urge you to pray and think about it and consider um, if you would partner with us. Yeah. And you can do that through Patreon. A little A
1: little goes a long ways in the Fierce Marriage. Yeah, world. and we're
0: not, frankly, we're not looking for one one person to be like, here's five thousand dollars a month. Mm-mm. That's not. We're looking for a lot of people that can chip in and do two, five, seven dollars a and month. and
1: support and be a part of as a community, mm-hmm. be a part of what God's doing.
0: Yes, and that is. There's so much power in that. So that's Patreon.com slash Fierce Marriage. There's links um, everywhere on this podcast for that
1: just gotta click around as my husband just says click around, just click, around. Just click around a little bit
0: click around a little bit
1: well thanks for listening and we hope this uh has been beneficial for you i'd say this podcast you can say this it. episode is in the can all
0: right <laughs> all right friends thank you again coming live to you <laughs> ryan and selena not live, from the- <laughs> not live. Uh, oh anyway we will see you in about seven days and until then stay fierce Thank you for listening to the Fierce Marriage Podcast. For more resources for your marriage, please visit FierceMarriage.com or you can find us with our handle at Fierce Marriage on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you so much for listening. We hope it's blessed you. Take care.